Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu and your host of the show. And for those of you who don't know what Sisu is, where real estate transacts online, and what I mean by that, we're focused on streamlining the real estate home buying and home selling process, starting with the real estate business and then allowing everyone involved to collaborate. And uh, that's, that's really a big focus of ours this year. So today I'm here with a special guest, Eric Lowry, happens to be one of our Sisu customers, team owners, runs an EXP team out of Cincinnati, Ohio and the surrounding areas. Eric's been in the business now for approximately 20 years, and uh, I know you have some specialties around marketing, Eric, relocation, and other areas. What have I missed here? Um, no, I mean, you made it sound better than it is. It's actually almost 23 years, which makes me even older than, than you made it sound. But um, yeah, we, we, we run a team in the, based in Cincinnati. That's where we started. We've grown it through. We now operate in the Dayton, Ohio market, the Springfield, Ohio market, and what I also call the Miami County market. So we've expanded to service more of Ohio, if you will. So, but yeah, okay, uh, great. You, you hit the nail on the head there. Great. So tell us a little bit more about your business. How long have you been actually running a team and what made you get into that? I know you've, you've done a lot in the real estate space. So how did you end up where you are today? Yeah, I, you know, I started in 1998. It's hard to believe. Um, and just as a solo agent, there really weren't teams, at least in our area, there weren't teams back then. And I just dove in. I knew I wanted to create a business for myself. I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just have a job in real estate, although at first that's what it was, but I wanted to build it into a business. And so I just, I think I heard Ed Milet describe it this way the other day and it resonated with me a little bit. I'm blissfully dissatisfied. So I'm always trying to do more. I'm always trying to push the envelope. And so I got to be top agent, you know, one of the, not, not the top, but, you know, doing well in real estate. And I, I wanted to build a team. I didn't know how to build a team yet because there was a lot of models for it. Whereas today you can just go find people that are crushing it and go, I'll do what they do. Yeah. So it was, I messed it up a lot. Honestly. So when you started building a team, how long ago was that? Um, the first version of it, probably 2005 or six. Okay. So, so there was a tremendous amount of learning through failures. Whereas today there's so many opportunities to learn from the best of the best by going to their masterminds or getting involved with coaching or training and, and those types of things. So you clearly have an advantage in today's market if you're willing to put in the work. And one of the things you have on your shirt right now, Eric, is grit, which I love. Obviously, that's the name of this podcast. Right. And thank you for wearing your grit shirt today. Absolutely. But that's, I think that's what it's about. You know, people have asked me about my business. What is it about your business that's going to keep you going no matter what? And uh, it's, it's really grit. Like, no matter what, that, this is what I'm committed to is really streamlining real estate and making it a better process and making our customers more efficient and those types of things. Yeah. And so 
Going over the, to you, back over to what you're focused on, um, one of the things I learned about your business and doing some of the research is the way you help your agents power through success. And you have five points here that I, I would love to talk about on this podcast. I'm going to highlight those really quickly so that everyone knows where we're going. Yep. And we'll hit those five points and let you describe what's going on there. And then we'll jump into some other areas as well. But those five points are first thing, high level custom training. Second, one-on-one coaching. Third, lead generation. Fourth, contract to close. And then fifth, using the best technology. So yep. let's start with number one here. Uh, if, if I come into your team, this is something that you guys have focused on. This is something that you do. And I'm guessing this is a big part of your recruiting strategy is you provide these things. So number one is high level custom training. Let's talk about that. Okay. So my wife, Lisa and I are, she's co-owner of the team with me, right? She's a director of operations for our team. And, and we started this business building thing, this team building thing, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, a long time ago, but when we really started to gain traction where it really started to, you know, I stopped face planting into the wall quite so many times and, you know, and failing and figuring it out was, when we built this value proposition for our team. So before, Brian, if you just said to me in 2000, I don't make it up the year, but let's say in 2012, you just said, Eric, I want to join a team. Why should I join your team? I'd have said, because oh, we're cool. We try hard. We laugh. We have some fun. We're pretty good at what we do. But it was all like, there's nothing really substantive to that. It was right, you know, kind of area right. stuff. But we created this value proposition where we really sat down and we said, let's answer this question. Why should someone join our team? Really, why should they join our team? And we came across and we ended up with these five and I almost turned it into a six when you said lead generation, but I also think lead generation and lead conversion are almost two different things for us. Yes, so, but, so yes, yes, lead conversion. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, you can so say I, I, I want to hit on that uh, towards the end here. So let's bookmark that one. Yeah, okay, cool. But so the training part, I think, is something that we saw as something we could set ourselves apart in, in our industry, lots of brokers in our area, and I suspect all across the country, will say, oh, we have the best training. We train, you know, blah, they do all this stuff. And then a new agent or a new agent gets inside of their ecosystem, and they largely are sitting around going, great, now what do I do? So does, and, does that mean that you're primarily focused on bringing new agents into the business? Is that, is that like your expertise? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so it might be someone brand new. It might be somebody who's been in the business for a year or two and and hasn't quite figured out how to really take off. Maybe they're doing five to 10 transactions a year or something along those lines. That's right. Yep. Exactly. And so what we've built is a training platform. It didn't start on a learning automation software. It's there now, right? Where it's literally, you know, online, we use train rules. So it's all built out courses and subjects inside of it. So it's, it's very, very, very dialed in at this point, not because we think we're the best thing ever, but because we spent hours and hours building this thing, but it's almost all video-based. Okay. Where a lot of it is me talking about how, you know, when I used to show homes, this is what I did and how I did it, the questions I asked and, and listing presentations and all this stuff. It's all custom to how I did and we've come to find is best practices in the business. And so it's, it's, um, it's, um, it's pretty sweet. I'm not a lie. I, like we've invested a lot of money in it, which I love because uh, videos are scalable, right? You bring in a new agent, you can have them go through that training. And is that is that a requirement before they start selling houses? Do they have to complete the training, or what? What does that look like? It, they have. There's a. We have a part a spot where they have to get to. Right. It's broken up into different subjects, and there's certain stuff they have to have done. 
before they can just do anything. Then there's another part of it they have to have done before they can gain access to our lead generation systems and all the leads that we generate. You know, we generate hundreds and hundreds of leads a month for our team members, but we don't just let anybody just go in there and chunk around in them. They got to know how yeah. we manage the lead process, the lead conversion follow-up process. Okay, so is it in a system where you can actually track Oh yeah. know how many courses they've completed? Yeah, I can see exactly where they are, what they've okay. done. It's got quizzes built inside of it. So if you're the new agent and you watch uh, the Showing Homes Part 1 video, let's say, well, yes. there's a quiz there that you're going to have to, it's not hard. We're not trying to get them to fail on it, but, but we want to have an understanding that they got something out of it. Yes. One of, one of the very beginning videos I recorded was, you, if you were watching it, Brian, you would see that it's real short. It might be two minutes long, but it basically says, Brian, here's what I know about this training. You're going to be in a hurry to get through it because you want to get out there selling stuff. And by the way, I want you to, too. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Slow down enough that you get out of this what you need to get out of it. This isn't a, just a race to get through to the end of the training. I want you to get the knowledge and what, how, how to operate, how to do things out of this. Sure. And so those quizzes kind of almost force them to slow down a little bit. They know there's going to be one, so they've got to pay attention. They've got to get through it. Okay. So for our listeners, if, if this is something I wanted to put in place, how are you measuring? What technology are you using to be able to know if they've completed that course? We use, a, a, there are a few of these learning automation softwares out there. We chose Trainual, which is Train UAL it's, is the company. Okay. Uh, it was recommended to me by a couple other buddies who have similar type teams that are, you know, trying to run and build scale. And so I chose Trainual, honestly, because it was I'm, I'm, I'm a technology guy. I like it. I mean, I'm not a coder or something, but I like technology. And so, but it was easy to use. It, it didn't take me, I didn't have to take six months to figure out how to start using it. Literally, I got it and just started building, building, building. And we're, by the way, we're still building on it today. Oh, I'm right? sure. Still, I'm sure you'll never stop. It's one of those things you never stop, right? There's exactly the, the industry is constantly changing and your people have to know how to, like in today's market, I'm sure you've recently put something together on how to get your offer accepted. <laughs> we just spent our whole team meeting talking about that today, yeah. literally for an hour. Cause it's, it's, I, I described it this way and they thought it was funny if not true, but our market is literally like the wild, wild West meets Mardi Gras. It's like, it's just nuts out there right now. And I think that's pretty common across the country. Yeah. So no, it is. Okay. So that's, that's a uh, training. Let's move on to your one-on-one -on -one coaching. How do you coach your agents and, and how is that scalable? Yep. Good question. And so I spend my Mondays are basically all blocked off for one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with my team. Every member of my team, I have a one-on-one -on -one coaching call every week. Okay. And we have a set time. So you are know, those 30 a, minute blocks or yep, how 30, long? Exactly. 30 minute blocks? Okay. Yep. So it's very similar to them paying a thousand or $1,500 a month and paying exactly. for a coach. You are their coach. That's right. And walk me through what you do in those one-on-ones, how you train them, how you hold them accountable, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So every one of them has what we call our one page business plan. We did these back in October. We broke down how many homes they wanted to sell, how much money they would make if they did it. And then from that, how many calls they need to make each week, how many contacts and so forth. And so they all know their numbers. They've known them for months now, right? And so each week we review those. It's one of the beautiful things, shameless plug for CSU. But one of the beautiful things about CSU is I can pull up and screen share their dash with them, their scoreboard, and literally go through 
how they're doing, how they do last week, and also how are they doing for the month? Because a month is really a bigger picture. It's more relevant. Any one week can look awesome or not awesome, but a month is harder to fabricate or mess up, if you will. And so um, we spend a good amount of time looking at that. Obstacles, the newer people, honestly, um, with some of our newer people, when they first start, it's like extra training. Sometimes it's motivation. Sometimes yeah. it's high five. Sometimes it's a little shove in the back. And But it's just, it's a, a straightforward conversation about how they're doing, what they're doing, and what they need to work on next. But okay. for me, I've learned as I've gotten better at that, it's more question-based than me just talking for a half hour. Yeah, I love it. So it sounds like you guys have really gotten into where you're focused on what do you want to accomplish? Here's your goals. Here's how you're going to obtain those goals. And every week you have their dashboards up in front of them. And I'm grateful you use Sisu. Thank you for that. But you have their dashboards up in front of them. And that's how you're going through and identifying where their weaknesses are, where their breakdowns are, and how you can help them become more efficient, more effective. Is that right? Yes, exactly. And one of the things I really like about that, and again, I'm not, I mean, you didn't ask me to say this, but with the CSU dashboard, it's not just about, we could, and there was a point in our team where we just talked about how many conversations did you have every week? And it was either awesome or like this was early on, but that was the depth of the conversations we would have. Now it's, yeah, conversations matter. Dials matter too, but dials if nobody answers the phone, don't get you much, right? So it's become a, we plug in more down the pipeline. So now it's conversations, but it's also how many new appointments set and then how many were met. And so we're just, we're getting better at this data refinement all the time. Thanks to Mm -hmm. you guys. Like literally you can just see much farther inside of something. It's more of an X-ray than just a, I don't know, I don't know what the analogy would be, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I I, I love it. And you know, so many times I've seen, I've seen this with so many agents, obviously I've helped my wife somewhat as she's built her business up to, to 30 agents on her team. And I don't know, a hundred agents in her brokerage. And you see it all the time where agents will focus on making 500 calls a month or a thousand calls a month. And if they're making a thousand calls a month, in my opinion, that's too many, right? Yeah. 20, 20 to 25 conversations, good conversations a day, you should be able to schedule an appointment. Oh, yeah. And so if you start focusing on appointments, now all of a sudden it's, okay, where's the breakdown? What are you saying? Let's talk about your scripts right? Because it's not about just conversations. Like you said, it's not about just dials. They're important. But I was in an event recently where somebody said, if I haven't been on an appointment today, then what did I actually do for real estate, right? If I'm a real estate agent and I haven't been on an appointment today, what did I actually do? Am I, (laughs) instead of just dialing for two or three hours in the morning, am I also dialing from four to six at night? So anyway, I love that you do that. And I, I think it's key to really to really having successful, productive agents. Yeah. The, and that coaching is just one of the things we looked at in, in our value proposition was like, I've paid thousand dollars a month from coaching and all that sort of thing. And so I felt like if we could provide that to our people and the scaling parts, you know, the bigger we get, the more challenging it is for me because, you know, I got to I got to make sure I bring the energy. I got to be there all those and talking to that many people back to back to back can be, you know, yep. it takes a lot of energy to do that. But I think that could be a really powerful way for us to add value where they're not, they're not having to write a check for a thousand dollars a month to, to, for someone to help them coach them. Yeah, exactly. And when I, when I first got in the real estate business to help my wife grow her business, 
I hired a coach and uh, I was on every, you know, it was actually Mike Ferry coach because I was spring wanted me to help her drive her listing side of her business. And so I know how that is. And uh, <laughs> reporting numbers on the Mike Ferry numbers analyzer is actually a, a big part of why CISO exists today, because that was so uh, monotonous and didn't give me the data I needed. Sure. All right, great. Uh, your third point here was lead generation, and we're going to say lead generation and lead conversion because I know those go together. So let's talk about what you guys do to support your team there. Uh, and again, I think I wanted to talk about these because I think these are all key things that every team leader could do to really set themselves apart, that maybe they're doing them today, but they're not really focusing in on how they differentiate from other businesses, other team owners, other opportunities. So lead generation, lead conversion. Let's talk about that. Sure. That was the, um, you know, probably where we started with our value proposition, right? Everybody always wants to know about the leads. All the real estate agents want to know, are you going to give me leads? And, and that's important, by the way, we don't sell stuff without people to sell it to, right? But I looked at this value proposition in totality and said, these are six things, not and they're maybe they're a little bit weighted, but I think they're all equally important ish, right? So the coaching is as important as a lead gen or whatever. But that one that we really got to and became, I don't know if I, you know, you say, was it our specialty? Like, I, it's not, I don't think I'm an expert in this, but it, online lead conversion is for me a bigger deal than online lead generation. Generation's not hard. If you've got a credit card that's got a little bit of room left on it, you can go somewhere and buy some leads, right? There, that part's not a challenge. We we do a um, we use a, a platform called Commissions Inc. or like Sync. That's our that's our website CRM solution. We've been with them for a long time. Their technology is really good. Um, we do a great job with that, and they help us generate hundreds and hundreds of leads a month. But if we just literally feed those into our system and then never sell these people homes, it's like setting twenty dollar bills on fire. And I don't know about you, Brian, but like, I'm not into that. Like, I like money. Right? So most understand. of your lead gen was just on the lead gen side. Yep. Most of it's coming through the Commissions Inc. platform. Is that right? Yep. yep. And, that's, okay. and that is, um, I mean, there's a number of things that push people to that, but that's our, we run our business CRM, all that kind of stuff, contact management through Sync. Yes. Yep. And so okay. That's, go ahead. So lead conversion, you're spending, I mean, how much... How much do you need to spend like per agent to really generate the number of leads that are going to help them get sales? And, and is there a risk of getting agents to where they're dependent on your leads and can't generate their own leads as well? So SOI being a key thing that they should be focusing on as well. Yeah, um, there is a risk to that for sure. I, we don't really, I don't feel much of that inside of our business because one of the things going back to the training part that we did, we use Trainio for, and we just, We've really started building this out, but we we're building a a module, a subject, a course, whatever you're going to call it, called Sphere Power, which is a whole series of trainings on how to get more business from your sphere, starting with social and a, a whole myriad of things. There's a whole whole different path we could go down, but we're we're trying to make sure we keep balance with that. We're teaching, training, coaching them how to get more business from their sphere, while we're generating a ton of leads for them that you know, by our Google AdWords, Facebook, you know, SEO, all the stuff that we do that way also. Okay. So Google AdWords, Facebook, SEO are all plugging into sync and SOI. I'm sure you're doing some sort of, they used to call it 33 touch, but now there's 39 touch, 64 touch, whatever, however many touches you want to give these people. Exactly. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're doing that through Commissions Inc. as well. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And what, the next thing we're going to work on with our agents is getting them making more video as well that they can then use in their in their channels and reaching their folks that way too. We're not we're not executing on that though. To be clear, I'm not claiming that one yet. That's kind of a next step for us in that marketing. But but video is so important today. We got to keep pushing the envelope on that. Okay, so I feel like we've hit your lead gen. Let's talk yeah. about your lead conversion. Yeah. The conversion part is, um, it's it's a part I like best. I don't know, somewhere along the line, I just started getting into it and geeking out on it. And we just have built and built and built a, a system, a process around how we follow up with leads. And the first thing I would tell you about my belief and our team's belief about lead conversion is, goes back almost to this t-shirt, Right. It's grit. We never stop following up. One of the things I teach, I teach a course on online lead conversion. One of the things I talk about very early on in that is that agents give up way too early. Like they'll get a lead, they'll call them, the person didn't pick up, or maybe they call, you got them on the phone and I get you on the phone and Brian, you tell me, oh, I was just looking. And I go, oh, okay, crap, whatever. And I'm on to the next lead. Well, you weren't just looking. If you came into my funnel somewhere and you did a search and you gave me your name and your, so we teach our team on, well, when Brian says, uh, you know, he was just looking, I say, well, awesome. That's exactly what our site's for, Brian. Tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for. So we script way down there to get way deeper than just your objection, which isn't that creative, right? Come up. If you want to get me off the phone, you better have something more creative than I was just looking. And so yeah. we're just going to keep, we keep teaching, training, and coaching our agents all the time on that. And then we use AI for follow-up, a lot of text messaging so that we never stop with that because it's not a human being. It, it's a machine. It just does what it's supposed to do at every given moment. And is, the, is doing- there a particular system you use for that? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Yeah, we use Structurally. You use Structurally, okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, for me, at least it was the early on, it was the one that really came on my radar and we've been using it for a long time. And they, they help us immensely with, you know, getting in contact with people and, you know, some of the stuff that, that people will tell our assistants is pretty amazing. It could help with the conversion when you just know more about people. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So, So you're basically in the conversion side, you've, it's really goes back to your training and, teaching them how to ask the right questions and how to ask more questions rather than giving up on these guys. Yeah. A big um, part of our training, a big part. If you were to graph out what's our training on a whole big part of it's on that. So scripting and, and how to ask the right questions and how to respond and all of that stuff that that's vital. If, if there's one thing you need to learn as a real estate agent to be able to thrive and survive, it's that. Yep. Right. So yep. Yep. And um, the mindset around it, right? So, so we talk a lot about on our team just about mindset, you know, where in business or in life, it, the precursor to success is mindset, right? 90% of whatever is a success is mindset. Well, it's not different in lead generation, lead, in lead conversion, sorry. It's not different. 90% of your success is your mindset. If you're willing to keep going in the right way, not, not obsessing and driving people crazy, but adding value, asking better questions and that sort of thing, right? Yep. It matters a lot, a lot. Yep. And part of mindset is just confidence too. I mean, it's the energy you bring when you're in that conversation. They can feel your energy even more so than 
they can feel then relate to the questions you're asking, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, for real, because such a such a large part of human communication is body language. Like you, you and I can see each other right now, right? So if I'm slumped back in my chair and got my chin in my like you'll know it, you can read my body language. But we're on the phone with someone, you lose that. And so right. the biggest part of communication then becomes tonality. How much energy, how much enthusiasm yes. do you bring to the table? And no one wants to work with a deadhead. Yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to move on to number four or five, I guess it's number five since we have six because we've covered the online lead generation, which is your contract to close process. So I'm guessing your team members come in and uh, you guys take over the contract to close and they are really focused on selling. Is that right? Yep. That's exactly it. Exactly. Our, our, our agents sell their core activities are, you know, lead generation some because, you know, we still want to work in the sphere and looking for business that way. But then lead follow up with all the leads we're generating, um, going on appointments, going on listing appointments or buyer appointments, either one, writing contracts, negotiating. That's all they should be doing. Yeah. High powered professional salespeople. That's all they should be doing. So we just we take the rest of it off their plate, which, by the way, gives them more of a life. Right. When you're not having to yeah. do that stuff, you just don't have to. You know, you're not Friday night on the phone or texting a lender or what, like, you know, we just give them a better chance to have some balance that way too. So talk to us about what you guys are doing for contract to close. How are you managing that process today? So we've used, um, we have a, we've had a system that we've built out with custom follow-up plans for contract to close um, that we've been using, I don't know, five years now or something. Basically it's, it's all customized to, our way of doing that, our follow-up, our cadence of the emails, all that stuff's all been built out that way. Um, I'd love to describe it to you in greater detail, except for, I don't know. Are, are you managing that in Google Sheets or something or how are you managing uh, we it? Use, we use a, a, a Brevity software. Oh, you're using Brevity for that. Okay. Yeah, purely just for that. We only have that piece of it. That's We started that, I don't probably five years ago because we needed some, we need to get off paper. We weren't going to do paper that I yeah. knew. And so we just, and, and over the years, it's just been so much more customized now that, you know, it makes making those changes out of something like that hard. doesn't make it impossible, but it makes it yeah. harder to change. So we just keep doing that, but it's, it's very systems based. Yep. That's what I would tell you. It's not, there's nothing left to chance where we can provide a higher level of customer service to our clients because they get the same experience every time they get the same phone call on the seventh day and you know, whatever's supposed to happen happens. So, yeah. Okay. So um, I've heard great things about brevity, just so you know, your data is in CSU anyway, and no, uh, you could use CSU for that as well, but. Um, and I suspect, what, Brian, I suspect we will one of these days. It's, I, I do know that. Yeah. What, yeah. Whatever is best for your business is what we want. So we're not like, no, I got there's, you. there's always overlap and we just want you guys to be successful. Well, but the truth of the matter is because we're, I'm very systems oriented. Like we have a team that's how do I, how can I say we build a system for success for our agents? Well, I could say that and just put that out there. And if there's nothing behind it, then it's just lame and we're going to get figured out pretty quick. So if you're going to make that kind of a statement, I think you better be pretty systems based. And Absolutely. we are, but I certainly don't. I would love us to have less tech platform systems than we have, right? Like I would love CSU to do eight things instead of me having eight platforms doing one thing, that kind of thing. For well, and the, true, the true benefit of that is eliminating duplicate entry, right? Yeah. If, if you're putting stuff into multiple systems, it can get cumbersome. So yeah. no, for real. 
So uh, you've hit on four or five technology platforms that you're using from Sync, Sisu, Structurally, Brivity, but let's talk about using the best technology. I mean, you've already hit on that. Is there something we've missed? Um, those are the big core things. Like, you know, you know, sometimes people say to me, gosh, why do you use Sync? It costs so much. It does, but I, you know, I've been a, a Sync user for, I don't know, I, we might be on our seventh year, right? So we're pretty all in on it as a technology. If it didn't work extraordinarily well, though, like, you know, they'd be gone in a day, I, they, but it does work extraordinarily well. And it provides us a lot, you know, with our agents have a, a full app for their whole CRM on their phone or tablet. So they can be anywhere in the world, literally, and have access to, to do anything they can on their phone or tablet that they could on a desktop. We have a consumer app, but those are all kind of the same technology. Like we just, yeah. I'm always on the lookout for what, what's the best technology that can help us do the very best we can for our clients and, and for our agents, right? And, and by the way, I, you know, and this isn't a plug for this in any way, shape or form, but we changed brokerages a, a year ago, a year and a month ago because of a better technology, right? Like we just, that it matters to us so much in an era where we, part of the reason why we've been able to grow so much this past year into not just the Cincinnati market, but we're now in four different marketplaces is because of technology, right? Mm -hmm. In the old days, we couldn't have done what we did. Like it would be, you know, virtually impossible. So technology matters a lot to us. It, it's, it, is, it is changing our industry and it's going to continue to, and we're all in on that for sure. Yes. So when you say you changed brokerages in a year, a year ago, that's when you moved over to eXp, correct? Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've covered a lot, but I know there's some other areas of expertise that whether it be, did, I think we've hit on your lead conversion, lead generation. What about anything else on internet marketing that you want to talk about outside of what we've discussed? Well, I mean, we could talk, I could go for um, the class I teach is an hour long and I have to go really fast to get it all in there. So we could go for quite a long time, but it is, uh, you know, I'll say this about it, you know, just to start off is that um, I don't see it as almost like, I don't see it as internet lead conversion anymore. Like when I started, I had my first website in 2000, right? That back then we had internet leads and they were seen as like the bottom of the barrel to most real estate agents because yeah. They were internet leads. Well, today they're just people. Like they're just leads. And if you look at them as or treat them much differently, you're you're just doing it wrong. I think it's a wrong mindset because like who isn't online looking for homes today? Like tell me right. who like who isn't? Everyone is. And one of the big so I'll throw this in there. This was a thing I talk about this in my course or class that I teach, but. A couple of years ago, this was a big mindset switch for our team because we used to generate all these leads through Sync. We call them buyer leads, right? People call them buyer leads all the time. Well, we and we generate a lot of them, and they're awesome. We sell a lot of them houses, but about 34% of them have a house to sell. So we stopped calling them buyer leads, and we just started calling them. Some people don't like the word leads. We call them leads, but, but we stopped differentiating because we don't know until we talk to them. Right. Whether they're buyer leads or seller leads. We all today want seller leads like crazy, right? A buddy of mine said, uh, told me a couple of days ago, he said, a listing contract's like a bank deposit slip. Yep. And, and it is. So for us, like, you know, it's all hands on deck right now for our leads and making sure we know which ones have a house to sell and how do we get, how do we get to their kitchen table? 
Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it, and that comes back to scripting, right? right? If you're talking to someone who's buying, looking to buy a house, are you asking the right questions to find out if they have a house to sell, if they need yep. to sell, yep. or do they even know what their home is worth, right? Asking the questions so that you can get the sell. And I actually work with one of my wife's uh, agents. I work with a few of her agents and hold them accountable. It, it helps me stay on top of what I sure. should be doing from a CSU perspective as well. Sure. And um, yeah, one of her agents, we just got him to where he's never going to show another house, right? Um, he just has showing assistants show his houses so that he can spend that time getting more listings. Right. And so, uh, yeah, definitely a, a key thing to, to mention there. So internet marketing, it sounds like you guys are generating all of your own leads. Are you doing anything with companies like Zillow or Realtor or any of those guys? No, we, um, we did Zillow a long time ago. And because, you know, I kind of looked at this online lead generating thing and I, I looked at it as a business and something I was building expertise in. And I, I'm a numbers guy, right? I have spreadsheets for my spreadsheets, basically. And so I have, I stole this concept from Tom Ferry. It's called market. I, I called it marketing is math. He called it that. And I, I have a spreadsheet called marketing is math. And it's all our lead sources. Where do we get the business from? What do we get, you know, how, what was the cost per lead? What was the ultimate? We sold, we generated this many commissions. I knew the ROI. By the way, there's an easier way now, isn't there, Brian? There, there the is, ROI. yes. Right. And, right. and just so you know, we're building an integration with Sync right now that will pull all of your leads that are generated into CSU so we can give you your ROI without you having to do anything, right, yeah. at CSU. So. Which would be amazing. Thank you very much. But I've tracked that for a long time. And so I, I knew early on, I couldn't get the return I wanted out of Zillow for the cost in my area. Now, it can be different all across the country. And I'm, there are people that are doing it clearly. But for us, it didn't work. So I stopped doing it. And we spent some money, not a major amount with Realtor.com until they switched to a 35% referral fee model in my market instead of just, you know, hey, spend this much and you'll get about this many leads. Uh, and so, so that me, came that, with the it, acquisition of that came with the acquisition of Op City, right? Opposite. Yeah. Yep. And so for me, the economics of that don't work, right? Because when I have a acquisition cost of, you know, I, I know the math, right? And for me, again, other people do it differently, and I don't have any judgment. We all, this beauty of real estate is we can all do things differently. But when I looked at, you know, if I'm going to pay 35 percent, and then there's going to be a split with my team and all, and and I know what margin. I want my business to end at the end of the year with. I know that number. And so I, when you reverse engineer it, 35% didn't work. So I took all that money out of our realtor.com spend and plowed it into more Google AdWords. My Google ad, my cost per lead on Google ads is, I don't want to say on the air because nobody will believe me. It's silly low. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think part of the reason it might not work is your average price point. So let's talk about that. What is your average price point in your area? Um, in our our market is about two twenty five ish. Our team's average sale price in twenty twenty was two hundred fifty six thousand. So we were a tiny bit higher than than the average. Yeah. So in Utah, we're at about three fifty now, and I think as you get closer to the coast, both east and west, you're going to be, you know, more like six seven yeah. six seven hundred, right? So. Yeah. So anyway, average price points make a big difference on whether or not that works uh, for you. So I'm glad you recognize that though and uh, measure that. And I mean, it, it it makes a difference to be able to make intelligent decisions based on knowing your numbers, right? 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, the, the language of business is numbers, not opinions, right? And so we just, we look at the numbers of stuff and if it's working, we keep doing it. If it isn't, after a period of time, we're going to stop, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. do stuff that doesn't work forever. My, my agents are counting on me to make the right decisions about this stuff, right? They're, their livelihoods are dependent upon. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't take that lightly. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else that you want to share uh, before? I have a few personal questions I want to ask you, but before we jump into those, is there anything else you want to share, like you would give as advice for someone building a team that uh, something that's been key for you? Um, the building the team part's easy for me. I wish I'd have known this back in the day. So this is is this hindsight or twenty? I don't know, whatever. But is um, the first thing is get real clear on why you're doing what you're doing. You need, you need to understand what you're trying to build. Um, and to me, that includes having, you know, some kind of a mission or vision statement of not airy fairy stuff. You're going to write it, hang on the wall and never look at it again, but getting real clear on why you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to do. What are you building? I think that value proposition is huge. When I, when I would have conversations with someone about joining our team prior to that, man, I like, most of the time it was okay and they didn't sign with us. When we now, I mean, we've got a whole process for building out how we do recruiting now, right? You know, with pre screens and all this sort of stuff. But like by the time I talk to someone now in an appointment like that, we're, we're converting, they're signed, they're joining with us 80 plus percent of the time. So that that's a, a big thing. And I think you just got to do that to make sure you're offering the right value, but also going back to the, the beginnings of it, make sure you know what you're building and why you're doing it. You don't want to build this whole big team because somebody said you should, and then you get it built and you look and you go, I hate this. Like if you're not, if you're not into helping other people build a real estate business, you shouldn't be building the team. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, right. if you're doing it just because you think you're going to get rich, um, there's a better model for that. Good. Great, great advice. So moving into a little bit more of your personal life, um, which we won't go too deep here, but what is your favorite book or your favorite source of learning? How do you, how do you gain your knowledge? Ooh, that's really good. It's my favorite book. My favorite book that I, we give to every, I don't know if it's my personal favorite, it's up there, but we give every member of our team when they join us, we give them a book called Fanatical Prospecting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have one laying here right now, but it's super easy. It's simply called fanatical prospecting. We buy one for every person on the team because it's just such, it's, it's in complete and total alignment with how we think about that online lead gen conversion prospecting kind of thing. Um, What's my favorite book, man. I I have a lot to be honest with you. It changes. I, I read a ton. Like I've read probably six or seven books already this year. I got, um, I used to have a bookcase full of them. You can see a few of them back there, but I used to uh, buy them. And then like every time you might write, you recommend a book and I'd go buy it. And then I'd end up with a stack of books like this. So then I started buying everything on Kindle. It's cheaper at least. And um, so um, I read a lot, a lot. Um, A couple of things I've read recently that I really liked. There was one called Average Sucks by Mark Benioff. Yeah, Mark Benioff. Close. It's close. The book is called Average Sucks. That one is very good. I'm reading. Um, By the way, he is the uh, founder of Salesforce and CEO of Salesforce. Yeah, no, that's not the right guy then. Different um, guy? Yeah, it's a different guy. Um, she, the book, 100%, if you go on Amazon and search Average Sucks, that it's there. That's just, it's the wrong name. Okay. And, and I love that title. That's so good. Um, 
And when you say average sucks, it reminds me of uh, just like if you ask somebody how they're doing and they say good, the reality is good sucks, right? I mean, what used to be great, you know, it's or what what's good now, you have to say great now to even be to even be good. And then what's above that, right? I mean, good is good is average. Yeah, it just and, I pulled it up. It's Michael Bernhoff. Bernhoff. Michael Bernhoff. Okay. I was close, right? I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know, the same initials we were talking MB. So yeah, exactly. But that one really, I read that one. I just finished rereading actually that one uh, not so long ago. That one was, um, it's really good. I would definitely recommend that one. Well, uh, I have not read average sucks, so I will take that and, and run with it. So thank you yep. for that. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite thing to do in your personal time? Um, travel, travel. Our kids are a little bit older now. So we, you know, I mean, COVID kind of put a crimp on that last year, obviously, but, um, you know, we like to, at least I like to travel a lot. Part of the reason why we need to build a scalable business now that can not have me be present in everything, every moment and her, cause we're both in this business. And yes. so if we were, if everything was dependent on just me and her touching everything, we'd be, we'd never get to go anywhere. So we like to travel. So what's your favorite place to visit? If that's, uh, where, uh, where do you guys like to go? The beach for sure. We are going in a couple months. We're going to try a beach we've never been to before down the Florida coast called Indian Rocks Beach. Uh, it's on the Gulf side. So I, I can't say it's my favorite because I've never been there before, but we like the Gulf Coast for sure. The beaches there are amazing. Um, number two place would probably be Arizona. I love Phoenix, Sedona, that area. It's really awesome too. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Eric. Uh, it's been fun getting to learn more about your business and uh, getting to know more about you. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to? Uh, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, um, it's super easy. Like if you go on, you know, everybody's favorite social channel, Facebook, um, you, you know, I'm super easy to find there. It's um, my profile, I think is Eric Lowry 01 or something. But if you just search Eric Lowry, I'm going to pop up right there. My profile super public. So you can find me that way. My email is uh, just my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C at LowryTeam.com. And that's Lowry, L-O-W-R-Y team.com. Don't put an E in it or I won't get it. Uh, I'm on Instagram and I'm on all them places. So LinkedIn, I'm there. I've been working on my LinkedIn profile a bit. So it's dressed up a little bit. So you can check me out. Here <laughs> okay, great. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your set of fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.